It's time for a legendary introduction. Welcome to Unpacking the Box. I really think nobody does it better. Join the conversation as we cover everything from life and relationships. All a woman wants is a choice. Inspiring interviews. That just hit me. Wow. And everything in between. Just keeping it real. We keeping it all the way real. Whoa. Now let's start unpacking. This is Linnea, your host, and welcome back to Unpacking the Box podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in 10, 9, Today, I'm here with Angel. This queen is a thyroid health coach, you guys. I'm so excited to talk to her. She is so amazing. Hello, queen. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to chat and share all the info. So this is awesome. Thank you. Yes, I'm super excited to talk to you. I'm so glad you graced the podcast. I really am. Yeah, so guys who are listening, listen, we are going to get into some thyroid stuff, which I'm super excited about. I've, I don't think I've ever shared with my listeners or anything like that. I, I can't remember, but I have some a personal um, relation to thyroid uh, disease. So I'm super excited to talk to Angel to get some information. So we're going to be learning together today, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you from? So I am originally from Toronto, Canada, but I'm living just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. So I relocated here about oh, 13 years ago now. So I'm a Canadian girl at heart, will always be. But as of <laughs> right now, I'm living just outside of Nashville. Okay. How you like it out there? I love the weather because where I'm from in Canada, you know, winters can be really brutal. So I love the really, really mild and sometimes non-existent winters that Tennessee has. Um, but it's very different, very different. And I do miss home often, but I'm cozy here. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. So what is, what is your history with thyroid disease? Like what, why, why did, what led you to this work? Yeah. So I, like you mentioned, I am a thyroid health coach, but I'm also a holistic nutritionist and I'm the founder of a company called Simply Defined Fitness. And my journey through fitness, nutrition and wellness really started um, as a kid. I was always really, really active and involved in sports, always generally healthy, never had any major health issues. And I was fortunate enough to really maintain that through most of my adult life. But at the age of 40, just after my 40th birthday, at a regular annual wellness visit, I uh, the doctor discovered a lump in my neck, which eventually turned out to be a diagnosis for hyperthyroidism and Graves' disease. And so at that time, because I, again, you know, looking at me, you would never, ever have known that I was dealing with anything. I looked like the epitome of health. I will say I was 
struggling with some things, but nothing that really stood out to me as being hyper, you know, problematic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I thought that if I was someone who had always been generally uh, healthy and without a history of thyroid disease, so that's the other big thing, like without a family history of thyroid disease, I thought, okay, if this could happen to me, it absolutely could happen to anyone. And what I ended up finding out through my journey over the last now five, almost six years, is that this is becoming extremely common. And so I am now on a mission to just help support, educate, and help other women really become empowered when it comes to dealing with their thyroid health, to advocating for themselves when it comes to the approach that they choose to use when when they're dealing with their thyroid health. And that's really kind of how my, I guess, really, you know, determination to to focus on supporting women that are dealing with this type of disease started. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you, you look amazing. You do. You look, you look really amazing. So I'm like, it's it's inspiring. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's inspiring because I know all too well, personally, what what having thyroid problems can do to you, especially inside, you know, although we look good outside, people have no clue. Like I I never even knew until I was diagnosed and I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism when I had my first son who is now 18. And I was, um, I had trouble swallowing. That was the first symptom. I had trouble swallowing and I I had never had that before. And so they, um, you know, started doing the workups and things like that, just trying to figure out why was I having uh, trouble swallowing. And then I was having, they called it thyroiditis at first, Mm -hmm. which I never even heard of. I'm like, what is that? And then I ended up having like a biopsy, just so many things. And then finally the blood work and they found out that I was hypo. And I was just like, I just never knew until then, like how many things it controls. Like, it's so crazy. Yes, yeah. um, I'm like, oh my God. But, and for those who don't know, what is hypothyroidism versus hyperthyroidism? Yes. And so it's really important, just like you mentioned, for people to understand that we can develop issues with our thyroid at different phases of our lives, right? So you mentioning pregnancy can can trigger things, predisposition in terms of family history can impact it, but also there are a lot of environmental and lifestyle triggers that can impact how well your thyroid is able to function. And so hypothyroidism basically refers to our thyroid being underactive where we're not making enough thyroid hormone. And hyperactive thyroid is the exact opposite. It's where our thyroid is producing too much hormone. And so that's the main difference when it comes to symptoms. There are some that overlap, but, you know, there are also some that are specific to each. So when it comes to hypothyroidism, like you're saying that you have, Mm -hmm. often you'll notice um, changes in weight. So just generally speaking, because I I also want to share this to give people a really good perspective. Mm -hmm. So common symptoms that you're having a thyroid problem at all are changes in your energy and mood changes in your weight that are unexplained. So if you can't really pinpoint 
and all of a sudden you're gaining weight or all of a sudden you're losing weight, um, that could be a sign that, that your thyroid is, is struggling. Irregular body temperature is another symptom that you may have a thyroid problem. Changes in your bowel movements. So for some people that might be constipation. For others, it may be diarrhea. Changes in your heart rate. And then like you mentioned, swelling in your neck. And so when it comes to hypothyroidism, we, we typically see weight gain. We see things like constipation. We also see things like um, sensitivity to cold. So if you find that no matter what, you just can't seem to warm up, that could be a sign of an underactive or hypothyroidism. Mood disorders like depression can actually also be linked to an underactive thyroid. The other thing is um, our cycles. So for us women, our cycles often tell us a lot. And an irregular period or a really heavy period could also be a sign of hypothyroidism. And so on the opposite end, hyperthyroidism, like I was diagnosed with, weight, in that case, we're looking at significant weight loss. Sensitivity to heat as opposed to being cold. So if for some reason you just can't seem to cool down and you're, you're always sweating or you're, you feel um, constantly overheated, that could be a sign of an overactive thyroid. When it comes to muscles and muscle pain, actually muscle wasting is what happens with hyperthyroidism. So you'll notice that you may feel like a weakness when it comes to your, to your ability to work out. And let's say, you know, you've been hitting the gym and for months or, you know, whatever period of time you've been really, you know, pushing those, let's say 15 pound dumbbells. Well, all, when all of a sudden that 15 feels like 50, that mm -hmm. could also be a sign of, sorry, overactive thyroid. Mm -hmm. And so again, there are some things that overlap, but it's just, it's really important. That's why it's, it's even more important to make sure that you're getting tested. And like you mentioned, you know, going through a series of tests to, to confirm that it is in fact your thyroid and not something else going on with your body. Mm -hmm. I just find that to be so, no, of course, at first it was, it was scary when I first was diagnosed with it, but it, as I learned more about it, it's just so interesting. I just, you just would never think that that one thing just controls or flips everything up, you know, upside down. Yes. Like, yes. It controls everything from our metabolism to our body temperature, to our heart rate. Um, palpitations is, is a common a symptom of hyperthyroidism. And that was something that I experienced. And I didn't, I don't know why I just didn't link it to mm -hmm. my thyroid. I, and that's the other thing. I, I was really bad at, at having an explanation and an excuse for every single one of my symptoms. Mm -hmm. I didn't have all of them, but I had a lot of them. But I had an explanation for everything. So I was exhausted because I was getting up too early to work out and I was just working out too hard and I needed extra rest. Or my skin was really itchy because I have allergies and it's allergy season. Not that I literally felt like I could take a rake and <laughs> scratch my skin <laughs> off. That's how, that's how dry and irritated my skin was. 
So I really encourage people to, to tune into their bodies and even to start journaling or you know making notes in your phone just so that you have some reference point so that you know, you know what, last year, this time during allergy season, I didn't feel like this, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So you can, yeah, so you just have some reference point so you can be more aware of when things change. Yes, and you remember I was telling you in DMs that how like I was hypo for so long, but then it switched up like some years back, it switched up to hyper. And that was the most scariest time in my life ever because number one, I didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. I thought I was dying. That's how I felt because when you were mentioning how like it affects your heart, I mean, it made my heart go out of whack. Yes. It made me lose so much weight. I looked really sick. I was so like, I got I had gotten so skinny and I'm normally like thick, mm-hmm. you know, just like a, like a, a thick um, body type. And mm-hmm. I mean, I got so skinny and so fast that the doctors were so concerned. They were like, you're losing weight so fast. I mean, it was really, really bad. And I went through like all these tests and the doctors were saying, you know, they can't even figure out why it even flips like that, you know, but that's and- very, very common. It's very common to oscillate as they call it between the two mm-hmm. where, you know, you could be initially diagnosed with hypothyroidism like you were, and then switch to the other and it to hyperthyroidism. And again, it's there. Remember there's lots of factors that can go into it. So we talked about the, the genetic factor, but lifestyle, stress, what we eat, those are the things that can also impact it. But again, it is really, really common for, for people to you know, flip between the two at any given moment. I remember when I was first diagnosed, the first endocrinologist that I saw, he, he made the reference that you know, if, if he had to have, and, and I also have Graves' disease, which is the autoimmune component with Mm -hmm. hyperthyroidism. And I remember him saying, well, you know, if I had to, if I had to have any autoimmune disease, this is the one I would pick. (laughs) I was thinking, well, thanks. But then he added on the fact that, you know, there is very little that they know in terms of why all of this stuff happens with the thyroid, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Like they don't understand, like there isn't clear a clear understanding as to why randomly you would, you know, switch from being hyper to hypo or vice versa. And so I'm hoping that at some point that changes with more research, with more of us being vocal about our experience, with more of us advocating. I hope that 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 will change and we can learn more about why this stuff happens when it comes to our thyroid. Yes, that would be helpful because I'm like, I just, that's just something that I never want to experience again. But I know in the back of my mind that it's possible that it can happen again. But it's just like, oh my God, it's so haunting. It was terrible. And it can be fatal. fatal. Like people people have undiagnosed hyperthyroidism and they can experience what's called a thyroid storm. And, and you, you can die. It's, it's real. (laughs) It really is. Yes. When I was having all my symptoms, I literally Googled, cause you know, Google will have you straight up already dead. When you Google <laughs> stuff, they're like, oh, you're not, you're dead. You're gone. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, I'm dead. So, and, and I did come across thyroid storm and I really haven't read anything else up on it. Cause I saw that like, it could be fatal. I'm like, oh my God. 
but you know, that's why I, I make sure uh, for me, and I know a lot of people that I make sure that I keep a check on it. And I, I keep, I go to the doctors and I make sure that I keep a check on it for sure, because I definitely don't want to, you know, ever experience that. And you, you know, no one does. So, right. Yeah. Now, what are some foods that help thyroid health? Are there some foods that can help this? There are foods that can help this. And so before we get into specific foods, I really wanted to talk about just generally speaking when it comes to nutrition. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times nutritional deficiencies can, can contribute to, you know, our health overall, but specifically thyroid health. And so I really like to encourage people to make sure that you're eating enough food overall. So calorically speaking, you're getting enough calories for your body's needs, making sure that you're, you're not eating in a way that is so restrictive that again, you're not giving your body the, the nutrients that it needs in order to function. And so mm-hmm. if we're talking specific foods, so again, and with that, you want to make sure you're getting enough healthy protein enough healthy carbohydrates and enough healthy fats. So that's kind of generally speaking, but some foods that can help specifically are things like Brazil nuts and avocados, dark leafy greens for those of you that are eating meat, oysters for our seafood lovers and organ meat. It's all really, really helpful um, for thyroid health. Okay. And then what about like, what, what are some foods we might, you know, stay away from that are harmful? Yeah. So foods like gluten. So gluten in wheat, it actually affects our gut lining permeability, which means, you know, our gut lining is responsible for two things. It helps to keep the good things in (laughs) and to prevent um, the bad things also from getting into our gut. And when that lining is punctured or has, you know, little holes in it, that even the healthy food that we eat can leak into our system and then become problematic because our immune system will see these, you know, chunks of undigested food in our bloodstream and it can trigger our immune system. So it's really important to protect our gut lining. And unfortunately, gluten in wheat can affect, can affect that lining. So it's really important to avoid that. It also gut, um, sorry, gluten also mimics thyroid tissue. Mm-hmm. So again, it could trigger our immune system to start attacking our thyroid. So that's one. Another really big one is soy. So Soy interferes with our thyroid's ability to um, absorb, like absorb thyroid hormone, our body's ability to absorb thyroid hormone. So even if I know some people are like, well, there's really healthy versions of soy, like healthy soy options, even healthy soy options can interfere again with our thyroid hormone absorption. And also depending on where you get it, um, the type, it, you know, it, again, it just could be problematic. So I always encourage my, my clients to avoid, avoid soy, no matter what. The other thing that I've noticed with people and just what, what's happening with um, like vitamins and supplements is 
issues with excessive iodine. Now our thyroid needs iodine, but because there's iodine in so many, you know, vitamins and supplements like over the counter stuff, it's really important to make sure that you're not getting too much iodine because again, mm-hmm. that can also create an issue. And let's see the other two big ones, I would say dairy. So dairy is another, I know, kind of controversial idea because, you know, we have some people that are like, well, you need, you need dairy mm-hmm. for calcium. And, and that's kind of how I grew up, right? I grew up thinking that we need, you know, we need dairy for strong bones, right? Like I think most of us grew up with that idea, but we now know that, that dairy contributes to inflammation in our body and it affects our gut. And even, you know, another thing that I think a lot of us don't think about, or maybe may not know, is that 80% of the antibiotics that are produced end up in our livestock, right? So think of Mm -hmm. our cows, they are pumped full of antibiotics. We are drinking the milk from those cows. So if they, if it's in them, it'll end up being in, you know, in our bodies. And again, it's just contributing to this bowl of all the things we don't want. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. dairy is another thing. And then a really, you know, one that I think that a lot of us underestimate is sugar, like refined sugars. There's Mm. so much sugar everywhere, 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 everywhere. And so refined processed sugar, cutting that down, because again, contributes to inflammation and so I'm, I'm sure you may, have, you may have sensed just after all that I've mentioned, inflammation is a big thing. I'm all about reducing inflammation. Mm-hmm. So that's through what we're eating. It's also through what we're putting on our bodies, not just what we're putting in our bodies. And it's also, like I mentioned earlier, lifestyle stress that can also cause inflammation. I think sometimes people don't realize that we think of stress as the thing that you know, maybe drives us nuts Mm -hmm. (laughs) from an emotional standpoint, but not realizing that it also has a very physical impact and inflammation is one of those. Yeah, man, stress is definitely a big killer. It is. It, it, It has a huge impact on us. Absolutely. So what, this is something that I thought would be really interesting. I, I never knew this and I, I found this out from following you. I mean, cause you give so much great information, like a lot of information. I learned so much just by, before we even talk about the things that you um, post on your page, but um, what is the correlation between the liver and the thyroid? Cause I feel like, I don't know if anyone's like me, but I feel like sometimes <laughs> we forget about the liver. We like the liver, like what, what is that for? Like, what do we do for? Like, it's like the forgotten organ. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so when it comes to our thyroid and or the thyroid liver connection, just as you mentioned, our, our liver plays a really, really important role in our body's ability to convert and metabolize thyroid hormones. So if you are someone that is struggling with liver health, or if you have, you know, a fatty liver or a congested liver, that's going to affect your body's ability to convert what's called T4 hormones to T3. And so it's just really important. I think a lot of people do overlook the role of the liver when it comes to 
uh, thyroid hormones. And that's actually one of the first things that I address along with gut health with mm-hmm. my clients. Mm, that's that's interesting. I literally, I never knew that. Well, thank you for that information. Yes. Yes. So another thing that I thought was really cool and interesting was that you were, um, I heard you talk about, I don't know if you posted or talked about it, but it was something with um, exercising, that how some exercises can kind of like, I guess, harm the thyroid versus other exercises. Mm, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I shared that because I feel like, especially as women, and it's so funny, we just had a whole um, IG live yesterday. I don't know if you caught it. I'll have to share it with you. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about different diet trends and, and that sort of thing. And the reason why I shared what I shared about exercise is because I feel like as women, we're always on this quest to lose weight. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, when, and when we're when we're all about weight loss, what are the first things we do? We tend to eat less and exercise more. And so I was sharing my what I shared on my Instagram, because when it comes to dealing with thyroidism, that rarely works, that approach, right? So mm-hmm. if, even if you have an overactive thyroid where you've, you've gained weight and you're trying, to, you're trying to lose it, cutting calories and exercising more will not work. It absolutely will not work. And, you know, with hyperthyroidism, there are people, believe it or not, it's so funny because I, I kind of joked about this with um, one of my fellow thyroid warriors where I was one of those people that I didn't experience severe weight loss when I had, you know, hyperthyroidism. So it's like, I just didn't get that part. I got everything else. I just didn't get the severe weight loss. And there are some people with hyperthyroidism and Graves disease that aren't um, extremely thin. So you, again, you wouldn't necessarily tie it together. But the reason why I think it's really important for people to know that the type of exercise you know, if you're, like I said, if you're someone dealing with low thyroid function, but you are spending all your time doing cardio, that is actually going to contribute to your low thyroid issue, right? It actually suppresses. So research is showing Mm -hmm. that, you know, long bouts of cardio actually slow thyroid function down. And the opposite happens with, with strength training. But I will say, Keep this in mind, hold up before all those (laughs) with low thyroid start, you know, hitting the gym, lifting weights, like, you know, 14 14 days a week. (laughs) Right. Right? You still, you still have to be strategic. So just as we know that long bouts of of cardio or aerobic exercise um, contributes to, you know, lower thyroid function and that strength training can actually boost it. Mm -hmm. The being extreme about either approach can still be damaging. So for example, myself as someone with hyperthyroidism, even though cardio or aerobic exercise could help, you know, lower or suppress my thyroid, which for me, I do want to calm things down, right? Mm -hmm. But it still isn't a good idea for me to run, you know, a marathon every single day. Because again, it can become problematic. So it's about being strategic and doing both, but keeping your specific needs in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was interesting. Cause that's another thing. Like I never knew. It's like you learn stuff about specifically about the thyroid. It's just so much to learn. Like, 
Yes. It's so much to learn and it's so much. And even with just maintaining and living with it, it's so much to tweak in your life. Yeah. But, you know, the big message is that it's, it's doable. Mm-hmm. right I, I feel like so many people don't realize like it's just it, and it's not easy I will tell you it's not right <laughs> and it does take work and it does take consistency and sometimes it stinks because you may have friends that are eating and drinking and living their best lives and doing things you know from a lifestyle perspective that has a completely different effect on you mm-hmm. so it's gonna be hard navigating but the biggest thing I want people to know is that it is possible to feel well, to have energy, to not be in pain, to not feel depressed, to yeah. not have physical pain um, and, and you know, live really well and thrive despite your thyroid struggles. Like it, it absolutely is possible. And that is my really, like my big message, my big message. And I know that people can be at varying degrees with their journey. And some people might be just starting. Some people may have been, you know, maybe struggling for now decades, but regardless of where you are in your journey, it absolutely is possible to feel well, regardless of where you are in your thyroid journey. Mm-hmm. And you are, you are a testament to that. I mean, look at you and all the things that you've been through. I mean, you're, you're inspiring and, and you alone just shows us that, you know, we can live with this and we can thrive with this. And that's the most important thing yes. because I know, you know, myself and I know other people can relate. I thought that that was going to be like my, the death of me, the things that I've been through, yeah. but you know, just talking to you and learning so much, like I, I know that I can live and maintain a healthy lifestyle with this. Yes. Yes. And I, there's just so many, like I said, so many people that I encounter. Um, I actually just posted earlier today on my Instagram, this poor woman, you know, her doctor, her endocrinologist told her that there was, there was nothing that she could do from a nutritional standpoint to, to help her thyroid health. So to basically not even try. And that is why I do what I do <laughs> because it's not yes. true. And we have, so much more power than we realize when it comes to, again, what we eat, what we choose to put on our bodies, how we choose to manage stress, the way that we choose to move our bodies. There's so, so, so much that we can do. And I just think that that message isn't promoted enough. And so that's why I want everybody to know that. (laughs) yes and we are so grateful and thankful for you so like if somebody wants to like you know get some of your services get some help where can they connect with you what services do you offer all that good stuff yes I am so people can first find me on Instagram I'm at simply fit angel on Instagram or you can find me on my business page which is simply defined fitness I'm also, of course, um, on the interweb. So my website is www.simplydefinedfitness.com. And I am offering, you know, holistic nutrition coaching, customized personal training in the way of virtual training now, again, in a way that's supporting your thyroid. I'm actually in the process of creating a six-week group coaching program specifically for thyroid warriors. And so it is called the Thriving Thyroid Academy. So if you or anyone you know 
again, regardless of where you are in your journey, if you are looking for a community where you can get some education, support, and really like take action toward promoting healing when it comes to your thyroid, I would love for you to reach out to me in my DMs because I am looking for feedback and I'm looking for people to participate in the initial group. So again, I would love for people to reach out to me at, at simplyfitangel or at simplydefinedfitness.com. Yes, you guys connect with her, reach out to her. I know I'm going to keep in touch with you because I can definitely use your help and your guidance. So I'm for sure going to stay connected and, you know, hook up with you offline off of the show Yay. for sure. Yes, <laughs> yes. But before I let you go, that is something that I love to do with every guest. It's a segment I love to call Unpack Your Box. That's basically where you get one minute to release whatever you want to release off your chest, whatever it is you want to say. I want to unpack this. So I had a little bit of a revelation and it's, I feel like, I feel like we know this, but we really don't take time to sit and think and absorb this. And by this, I mean the fact that our bodies are constantly working and rooting for our healing. So just take that in for a moment. Your body is constantly working and rooting for your healing. And by that, I mean this. When you stub your toe, let's just say, there's an entire process that happens to make sure that, you know, your bone is, is protected, or if there is, you know, if you fractured something, like there's so much that our body is constantly doing that we have no idea. When we go outside and pollen, you know, hits our nose, there's an entire physiological ripple effect that happens because our body is trying to protect us and heal us constantly. And so I want you to never forget that, regardless, again, of whatever you find yourself having to deal with from a health perspective, our body really is designed to heal itself. It's us that get in the way. It's our decisions, our approaches that get in the way of that. And the thing that really made me remember that this week is I have been dealing with a shoulder issue for like the past six months. It has been rough, let me tell you. <laughs> I've been struggling with this shoulder issue. And this week, really like last week, I started to feel a huge, huge, huge difference. And then it just made me realize it's like all this time, my body's been trying to deal with it. And, you know, I've rested and I've done things to help support that. Mm -hmm. But I haven't had surgery. I haven't, you know, needed to take some prescription. And my body and my shoulder is feeling better. Right. So it's just, it just gave me like this huge sense of gratitude that, wow, you know, like the littlest things, the littlest things we sneeze, that's our body trying to protect us. Mm -hmm. So just remember, like, take a moment and have some gratitude for all the little things that we don't pay attention to, the things that we don't even realize sometimes. Maybe we don't know, but our body is such an amazing and amazing and amazing system that really just 
wants you to be well. It wants to be well, but it's about us and what we're doing and how we can support it and doing what it's designed to do. So I wanted to unpack that. <laughs> yes, Queen, listen, you dropped some major gems and some major information and we are so grateful and thankful for it. We learned so much from you and I want to thank you so much, very much again for gracing the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. I had so much fun and I really hope to connect with um, people outside of here too. So please do not hesitate to reach out to me. Yes, please connect with her. All right, y'all, we are out. Before you leave, keep up with your girl on Instagram at unpacking underscore the underscore box underscore podcast. You can also email me if you like at unpackingtheboxpodcast at gmail.com. And also, if you are enjoying the show, if you were a guest on the show, you know, if you just 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 love the show. Make sure you leave me a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts specifically. I don't know if you can do it on the other platforms, but I know for sure you can on Apple. So, yes, do that for your girl, especially if you're enjoying it. You know, let me know. All right, y'all. Be well.